Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hayden Alabama podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Brad. I'm Tracy. Special guest today for a special topic. We're trying to avoid getting skin cancer, and Tracy here is professional. She's going to tell you more about that in a minute, but let me go ahead and jump right into the topics that you're going to get. So this is May. It is Melanoma and Skin Cancer Awareness Month, and so we have a dermatology nurse practitioner here with us. I'm not trying to steal her thunder, but she's going to give us everything. She's going to cover the major cancers that we should be avoiding uh, as far as skin cancers go. She's going to talk about uh, sunscreen prevention, and this is so if you're a dude out there today, don't, don't turn us off. You are going to be the center benefactor because she's going to be talking about construction workers, fishermen, coaches. This is going to be some great information for you guys. If you don't want to be in her clinic being cut on, getting Mohs surgery, uh, getting a melanoma cut out. So that's going to be number one. A lot of awesome skin information. Number two, Brad is going to bring us, we've got some state qualifiers in track that he's going to be talking about. We're going to be celebrating the Hayden golf team and their latest win. And then we will conclude today with some Dad jokes, I guess. Dad jokes. <laughs> and yes, we are going to force Tracy to be with us. All right. That's what you can be looking forward to. I hope you stick around with us. So, Tracy, tell us how you got to be a nurse practitioner. Um, I started out as a nurse working at a hospital in Birmingham, and I realized real quick I did not like working in the hospital setting. Um, so, thankfully, God opened the door, and I started working for a private practice in dermatology in 06. I uh, went to nurse, nurse practitioner school in 07, 08, and then graduated in 09. Um, I started working in dermatology as a nurse practitioner in 09 in dermatology, and that has where I've been ever since. Um, right now, I see patients for acne, um, skin cancer screenings, psoriasis, eczema, you name it. I see it. I treat it. I love the skin. It's the largest organ on the body. She so loves the skin. I do. <laughs> the, the dermis. Yes. <laughs> it's the largest organ, so we got to take care of it. Um, but anyway, that's where I'm at. That's where you are today. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get let's get to your specialty. You have so much for us here today, so much information. Yeah. So start off, let's just the big C word that nobody wants, cancer. Yes. So when you're looking at skin cancers, there's the three most common types of skin cancer. Um, one is basal cell, squamous cell, and melanoma. Um, when we're looking at that number one, again, being basal cell carcinoma, that is the most common type of skin cancer. Those are going to come up as a non-healing, I call them pearly papule. Um, if it's something that comes up on your skin, you think it's an acne bump or a scratch and it doesn't heal over four to six weeks, I tell patients you need to get it looked at. Your body should heal something in that amount of time. Um, those are more common on sun exposed areas. So men, your ears, your nose, your shoulders, your neck, those areas that you forget to put sunscreen. Um, even my men who like the natural sun protection um, called hair, watch out for your scalp. Number two, squamous cell carcinoma. Um, that's also a very common type of skin cancer, um, typically um, always related to the sun, although we do see it in immunocompromised patients. But those are, again, important for guys because they're check your nose, check your scalp, your shoulders, your neck, those areas you forget to put sunscreen on. Um, females also need to make sure to check their scalp for skin cancers as well because I'm just as guilty for getting to put sunscreen on my part line. Um, and thirdly, um, Melanomas. Uh, mm. Melanomas are the bad guys. Um, they're going to be a dark brown, um, 
rapidly growing, changing lesion. Uh, they can arise within a mole that you have had your whole life, um, but then sometimes they can just pop up spontaneously without no cause. When you say rapidly, can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Yeah, rapidly. You're going to see a change from one month to the next. So I tell patients, if you have a mole that you're concerned about, take a picture of it. Um, we've all got smartphones, so take a picture of it, and then in 30 days, check it again. And if there's been a change between one month to the next, then that's something you want to have so looked at. Is, is irregular borders, is that one of the signs that we look at? Yeah, like, so yep, that's on my ABCD. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't cheat, I promise. I just, I've been um, scanned yeah. several times myself. So um, when we do look and talk about melanomas, we do look at the ABCDEs of melanoma. So A being asymmetry. So a, a safe mole, if you cut it in half, it should be symmetrical. Melanomas are not symmetrical. Hmm. Um, B is border. So it's not going to have what we call a smooth border. It's going to have jagged edges. Um, C is color. So variations in color. You're going to have a black, a brown, a tan, those colors. In All there. in one. All in one. Um, D is diameter, so we say six uh, millimeters or the size of a pencil eraser. Um, and E is evolving, so that's where the rapid growth comes into play. So it's going to be rapidly evolving, rapidly changing. All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about is what you can do at home to look out for these things. And so we are big um, pushers for monthly skin exams. Um, that's something that you and your spouse can start doing, and that way you can get to know what their moles look like. Um, hmm. Nothing like familiarizing yourself with a mole. <laughs> Date night. Mole yeah. check. <laughs> hey, I have a lot of patients, and the reason that they come in is my spouse, spouse made the appointment because they find them because oh, they wow. see things that's changing more than we do because you see Bethany's skin more than her dermatologist would, and you see Ashley's skin, so you would pick up on something that was um, different. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that sounds like the last stop before cutting each other's toenails. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not ready um, for that. So now we're going to talk about how to prevent skin cancers and that's sunscreen. Um, mm -hmm. It can be a spray. It can be a stick. It can be a lotion. I don't care. Just as long as you get the sunscreen on um, sunscreen, the amount is key. So typically an adult needs one ounce of sunscreen on their body every two hours. And that is a shot glass full. Two so. hours. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Every two hours. Wow. Um, also the sunscreen needs to be a broad spectrum sunscreen that is going to be covering for the UVA and UVB rays. Um, the way that I remember UVA and UVB difference is UVA is what's going to cause the wrinkles. UVB is what's going to cause the burn. So, um, you need it to protect for the two of those kinds. Um, we really stress SPF 30 or higher. Um, you can go higher, but it really um, all about is about the same. Oh, here's myth time. Yeah. I'm a, I'm so a 70 why? man myself. So SPF 30, you get about 97% blockage of the UV rays. So when you go up higher, you're never going to get to 100% blockage. Okay. Even so. if it, like the SPF 120, that's... No. Okay. It's still you still have to reapply every two hours. It's still going to last. The Even same if you have the white nose, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. we'll get the into yellow. Yes. Remember that in the eighties? Yeah. They used to put those on there. So there are two different kinds of skin um, sunscreen. Um, there is the chemical blockers and then a physical blocker. So chemical blockers are going to be the ones I personally think kind of sting your skin a little bit. Um, if you look at the the active, and I've got some handy or things here but if you look at the active ingredients um if it says anything other than zinc oxide or titanium dioxide then you know it's a chemical blocker in there um your physical blockers is only going to be zinc and titanium 
So this Blue Lizard SPF 30 for the face, it is a chemical blocker. Um, the difference in a chemical and a physical is chemical blockers absorb the sun's rays. Physical blockers act as like a shield and they bounce right off. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Well, is there any advantage over the, like, what we would call like the lotion type? You apply it by hand versus the spray? No, I mean, it's just getting the amount on there. With the sprays, I always recommend if you, and I, I like sprays, especially if you're at the beach, um, you just need to rub it in. Don't just assume that when you spray it, it's getting all of your body surface area. Man, I didn't know I that. I messed up this weekend at the track meet. I just, I sprayed up a couple of times. I'm, I'm shiny. I'm good. Well, there's a pro tip. So once you spray it on, go ahead and. I would rub it in a little bit. I didn't bit. know that. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is a sensitive subject for most, but tanning beds. Um, I despise tanning beds. I laid in a tanning bed probably from when I was 16 till I got married at 24. So it is what it is, but I did not have the knowledge then that I have now. And so if I could go back, I would never have laid in a tanning bed. Um, I've heard that tanning beds are worse for you than smoking cigarettes. No way. I mean, I, I don't know that statistic or not. I'm just saying, I mean, I, just, I feel I like it would it. be, a, I just heard that. I feel like it would be equivocal. I feel like, um, tanning, you know, which they still sell cigarettes and people know they cause lung oh, cancer, yeah, for sure. so tanning salons. But there uh, are people that will lay in a tanning bed while smoking a cigarette. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just relaxes you <laughs> for the yeah. experience. Um, but we do know tanning beds will, one, cause skin cancer, and two, it causes aging and wrinkles, which. Okay. So you're going in there to get prettier, and at the, but meanwhile, exactly you're getting right. more wrinkly. You and, come up with like leather. Yeah, and I'm going to bust another myth. There is no such thing as a base tan. Do not say you're going to the tanning bed to get a base tan for your summer beach trip. Um, your base tan is only going to give you about an SPF three or four. Really? Mm-hmm. Even is that just a tanning bed base tan or is that a real sunshine base tan? Both. So because you're getting that little tan. Um, and so you're, it's only going to give you about an SPF three or four, which you can go buy a bottle of tanning lotion for cheaper than you can get a tanning bed package. Uh, and that actually predicts, prevent you from getting skin cancer and wrinkles now when i was a kid here was the knowledge now this growing up in the 80s i'm gonna go ahead and get that first burn so i'm good for the year that was the knowledge mm -hmm. that we had so go ahead and get that burn go ahead go get ahead. lobstered yeah. up peel, peel it, it off and, and you're good for the summer i mean you've got that little bit of tan i guess started but it's not but you, that's not helping it, you but three no. or four spf Right. All right. So he mentioned, go ahead and peel it off. If you do get that intense burn and it starts to blister up a little bit, are you supposed to leave it and let it peel on its own? Or are those people like, oh, that's gross. I'm, I'm coming apart. Let me go ahead and rip that off. Like I a did, snake. Yeah. Ideally, Which, yes. I mean, you let your body naturally slough it off because if you help it, you could actually go deeper than what it needs to go. And and the then, quick, yeah. can, I, can I confess? Doesn't it kind of feel good though when you when you're peeling it off? I'm not saying like when you go <laughs> like into the quick, but like, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like in elementary school when you got the glue in your hands. You're like the bigger the better. They you, you, you want the yeah? How big of a strip? If it's not smaller than a you know potato chip, it's a win. Let me give a quick story one time. So the worst burn that I ever, <laughs> the worst burn that I ever saw. Now I got burned one time real bad, but I'm not talking about that one. So a friend of mine and I went to Cancun. We're 21 in college. So it was for $1,000. Now, this is how long. It was $1,000. We got six nights all-inclusive. That's all your food, all your drinks, and the hotel for $1,000. We went down there the first day. 
I told him, I said, man, you, I think you're getting a little red. You might want to go. You might want to go in the – because we were just out in the pool. There were tons of people our age down there. It was just a ball, mm-hmm. and we were just having the time of our life. He stayed out there, no shirt, from breakfast time until we went in. His burn was so deep, it was beyond the peel. I, it is scarred. It left freckles. Yeah. I, it, oh, it was. Oh, wow. uh, I didn't even know he didn't, wouldn't even go outside right, the next wow. day. And, you know, and then he put on the shirt. It still hurt. That's that's how that'll ruin your trip. All right, oh. I got a side story too. Twenty seconds. Uh, the summers I used to come home from United work at Deer Barber, and I decided, hey, it's a good idea. I'm gonna roll my sleeves up today. Because uh, you're getting to work. No, well, <laughs> just. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll get rid of that farmer's tan I got. I'll even it out. I'll bring it all the way up to my shoulder now. There you go. So, uh, evidently, it was sun poisoning that I got. I was in the shower just trying to get some kind of relief, taking a cold shower. to just. It was an itch that was underneath mm-hmm. the skin. Uh-huh. I was clawing, could not reach the itch. I took Benadryl. I don't know what happened, but I was all right after that. Because yeah. you passed out. I don't know what happened. I don't remember. I just remember it was itching. You can't testify bad. to anything uh, else. Sure. There's nothing, but you can't get away from a sunburn. All right. One more piece of information is even on a cloudy day, you can still get sun exposure. So make sure you're wearing sunscreen, even if there's no sun out. So then the next thing that we'll go to are questions. Um, I think I've kind of answered some of these, but um, how often and when do you need to apply sunscreen? So you need to apply sunscreen at least 15 minutes before you go outside. And then you need to reapply every two hours or after swimming or heavy sweating. Um, I do realize that for guys, that's that's kind of a hassle. So you can wear um, hats and I brought a hat. Oh, we got we got show and tell time. Yeah, we got show and tell time. I brought a hat. I got it for my husband for Christmas a couple of years ago. Here but it is. It's, the hat. it's not a bad like looking a... hat, um, and it's got UPF 50 in it, so he can wear it um, at the lake, on the boat. It's got a little strap, so they don't have to be like your papa's farm hat. I'll tell you what, the boonie hat has become pretty fashionable mm-hmm. now. Like I'm actually going to put it on. Yeah. You don't mind? Do you no. think you'll mind if I put the hat no. on? Just do the show. See, it's got a little nice clip on the back of it to hold the string up if you're not using it. Mm, I like it. So there's the boonie and the bucket. I think that qualifies as the boonie. I think it's a boonie. Yeah, the bucket has a, a shorter, more narrow brim, right? Sounds yes, good. because it's yeah more floppy down. Okay. We just got back from the rodeo. Went to the rodeo last night. I think those guys had the cow. What do you think about the cowboy hat? Does that qualify? But, I mean, that would qualify, but I don't know. Most guys don't want to wear that on the baseball field or... Something like that. I may coach in that on Saturday. Yeah, I've seen you coach in, right? Yeah, it's a boonie hat. Boonie hat, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit wider than that, I think. Mm-hmm. So the boonie hat is the real benefit, this face shade and ear Ears shade. And that, yeah. So we got a lot of fishermen mm-hmm. that, that listen to the show and stuff, and they're probably out there. Do you have anything? So if they fish in a baseball cap, would you suggest them get one of these, maybe? I would, because the baseball cap is not protecting your ears. It's not protecting your neck. And even the back of your scalp with that little hole, what what I refer to is like the ponytail hole for females, but mm, yeah. um, I do see a lot of sunburns in those areas on men. I saw a coach one time that he uh, he had a um, a trucker style baseball cap on, and where the mesh was, you know, the air gets through, sunlight mm-hmm. gets through mm-hmm. too. He had a a tan line on his scalp of the webbing of that 
baseball cap. I saw a guy at the rodeo have one last night. Yeah. Hey, why don't you talk about you? You said one of the benefits is the ear coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't think about that. Construction workers, mm-hmm. you're just out in the sun, you're working. You're you're out there in the field or whatever. Now you had an ear, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They called it. It was a severe atypia. Yep, probably a dysplastic nevus. Okay. So that was right there on the border. Yeah, those were my next words. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that coming. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, plastic beavis was on my ear, <laughs> and uh, so he had a cartoon, this, didn't he? Yeah, this looked like a uh, just a generic freckle, very innocent looking. And I went in, and they're like, "We're gonna take it. That looks a little weird. We're gonna take a biopsy of that." So they they just do a little very tiny little scrape. And they said, oh, it, it, it came back as that severe atypia or whatever, other words. And they they bring me back in to take it out. Well, I'm thinking they're just going to scoop a little bit more. They end up cutting a good-sized chunk out of my ear. and Took a piece of pizza out of oh, your ear. Oh, my word. Um, so much that um, they when they went to reconnect it, and if, and if, if it's not too graphic, well, I'll, I'll send you this picture later and you can share it. They peeled me back like a... Like you got a picture of, of what it looked like when they were cutting it? Yeah. Um, I was so amazed. I, I mean, I started laughing. I said, how many stitches is this going to take? I'm thinking three or four. And they're like, yeah, about 30. And I started laughing because I thought they were kidding with me. And yeah, they, they meant it, too. Yeah, they, they sewed me up. A lot of our audience is in the 20 to 40-year range. How old were you when this happened? This was about eight years ago. So that Seven, puts you at how old? Uh, I would have been tw- uh, 33. So, guys, if you're out there in your 30s and you think you've got a while before anything could possibly happen, you may want to heed Tracy's right. advice because Brad got the little Caesars piece cut out of his ear. That's right. And I also had them uh, cut out of the back of my shoulder and my lower back. And, and I'm not one of these people that runs around outside without a shirt on. So, those even though you're wearing a T-shirt, that sun will still cook mm-hmm. through it. Good word. Yeah. Um, and that's why the UPF clothing is important. Uh-oh. And I even We're brought ready? a little We're, shirt, right, which this is a female one. I should have got my husband to pull one out of his drawer. Well, his is a female Look at this. Anyway. Here we go. I mean, yeah, I think He's an Auburn fan, so I know he wears so, women's clothing. I mean, to be honest, I like wearing these when I'm at the beach or the lake. Um, Hold it up so people can see it. It's, um, you know, they're stretchy. They sometimes keep you cooler because once you get wet, that holds on to that moisture, and so it keeps you cooler. Um, Walmart now sells them. They're in the fishing aisle area, so they're not that bad expensive. I want to say I looked online, and they're about 12 to $20, and you can get even a, a UPF hat for around $15. Um, See, those are better so, choices for me, just speaking, because I'm not crazy about the way that sunscreen mm-hmm. feels on my skin. So that's the option that I've started going to mm-hmm. whenever I go to the lake or I'm at the beach. And then I don't have to worry about sunscreen. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about sunscreen no. if I've got on one mm-hmm. of those, correct? You mm-hmm. What'd you say the SPF coverage is on it's that? It's normally 50. And see, that's better than any. You well, said the 30, 30 is the magic number on all SPF. Mm-hmm. Pret- okay. All right. The other thing I was going to talk about is this vitamin. It's called HelioCare. I get no kickback from the company. Um, we just take it in our household. It acts more like an internal sunscreen. It's easy to take. It's safe. Um, my 11-year-old daughter takes it. Um, and back on Brad's, um, story with his ear, my husband has had two melanomas and I want to say two non-melanoma skin cancers, um, that he had before the age of 35. So it is very important for you guys to come in and get looked at even girls, but you know, more importantly guys, because 
y'all don't really pay attention to any, your skin. Real quick, what would you say to someone, one, that has never had a dermatology appointment, and then two, what would you say to somebody who is in their 30s? What's your recommendation of how often should they see a dermatologist? Um, so if there's a family history of melanoma, it's very important for them to come in. So melanoma is the one that can be genetic, so you want to make sure that you're asking your parents, like if your mom or dad just says, yeah, I've had a skin cancer, get specific and say, I need to know what kind, because if it was a basal cell or squamous cell, those are not genetic, but the melanoma that is genetic. So you have a chance of having it. And so we just need to keep a closer check of you. Um, if you're somebody that has more than 50 moles on your skin, then you're blessed. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Mole. No, um, you need to come in and be like that because you're at higher risk of developing a melanoma or dysplastic. Was that an Austin Powers reference? It was. I picked that up. That's a good one. Um, so to answer your question, it kind of depends on the person. If you're a 34, 35 year old and you've never laid in a tanning bed, you have three moles on your whole body, you're probably fine. Um, but if you're someone who has had tanning bed exposure, you have a lot of moles, you have a family history of melanoma, then get in with somebody. And the benefit nowadays is if you do have a melanoma, depending on what dermatology practice you go to, um, there's these tests that they can send that melanoma or the pathology lab can send that melanoma off to, uh, and they can get a report back to tell you your likelihood of de- developing another melanoma as well as um, re- needing a sentinel node biopsy or um, metastasis of that melanoma. So that's really cool with medicine these days. That lets you look down the road mm-hmm, with does. a little more assurity mm-hmm. and plan mm-hmm. of what you're going to do. Anyway. Well, that sounds fantastic. Let's talk about, for a minute, treatment. So if you're not in medicine, you're not a nurse or you're not in the field, you have no idea, you go in and they tell you you're going to have to have this cut out. What are some of the procedures that you guys use to remove mm-hmm. So um, with basal cells and squamous cells, we can sometimes do a topical, which is not that bad. It just depends on the depth and where the squamous cell or basal cell is. Um, There is radiation treatment that's also available. Um, Excision. um, So that's more of the common thing for melanomas. You never do a procedure called Mohs on a melanoma. unless. What is a Mohs procedure? That is where you go see a specifically um, Mohs surgeon and they cut the skin cancer out in layers. So... They'll cut out what looks like the appropriate border. They'll process it in their lab. Um, and when you leave, you know that your skin cancer is gone. So. so that's an ongoing process. It's not, it's like mining layer by layer. Yeah, it is. But at okay. least you know when you're walking out the door that that basal right. cell or squamous mm-hmm. cell is gone. Well, let me talk about a treatment that you shouldn't <clears throat> use. I'm not a doctor, but let me tell you about this person who is very close to me. They went to the dermatologist and diagnosed. We've, you've got a basal cell carcinoma. And instead of choosing one of the treatments that you just described, they went to a witch doctor. And not a witch doctor. It was an herbalist. It was an, I'm, I'm just kidding about the witch doctor. It was an herbalist. And so what they described or subscribed, prescribed, prescribed. Yeah, prescribed. prescribed was battery acid from an interstate battery i'm just kidding but it was it was some sort of acid it might as well have been acid and Find said a hamster and let them chew on it but no joke this is true story this is a true story and the what she told was to put this acid on it day after day after day until it goes away when i saw i'm not kidding it was this big 
that big. This basal cell that was almost unrecognizable, mm-hmm. it was so small. This acid had eaten a hole. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, it was probably about an inch and a half in diameter on the arm. And guess what? Guess what still had to happen after it was realized, well, this is clearly not the right path. <laughs> this person who doesn't even have a degree in medicine, mm-hmm. they still had to have the surgery because it didn't, it killed everything but the cancer. I mean, it killed almost the arm bone because it was, it had gone no so deep, not really, but I mean, it was really, it was through all the layers of skin. Really? And they still, the doctors still had to go in there and carve all that out and still get the cancer out and do it. So, guys, I'm just going to say this. Not being a doctor, again, I can't give medical advice, and I'm not. But I, I, I strongly encourage you to consider an herbalist is probably not the person to go to if you have cancer on your, uh, you know, a basal cell cancer. Yeah. Because I believe you guys have got a pretty surefire way of getting that oh, out of 100%. there. Oh, 100%. We have, a, we have great surgeons and, yeah. I'll never forget that. It was, I, I, if I have a picture, if I can find a picture of it, I'll put it on the, on the YouTube video. It was unbelievable. i tell you what, I can back up what you're saying. One time I ran over a dog and okay. killed it, and I put essential oils on it, and it didn't get up. It didn't. Shocker. No resurrection. No, I'm just kidding. No. I didn't, but, you know, some people believe in that stuff. Yeah. But any takeaways from today is, guys, you got to wear sunscreen, even if you don't think you need it. They make some really good sunscreens that do not burn your eyes. Um, my personal favorite, again, I get no kickback. I just brought some things that I like that I use. Um, it's by this company called Elta MD uh, UV Clear. I get the tinted one, but guys don't. It does not burn your face, your eyes. Um, my 11-year-old daughter uses it, and that's a telltale sign that it doesn't burn if your child uses something and they don't complain about their eyes burning. I think everybody should wear at least sunscreen on their face because you're going to get some kind of UV ray from the sun, the UVA. For people like me and Philip that just go and grab the biggest and cheapest can that we can, um, uh, great value, Dollar General brand. Is there Are there any sunscreens out there that are bad for you? I wouldn't say there's any that are bad. They okay. say that they're, I wouldn't spray like any of the aerosol I'm ones. About like, to spray. Sorry, that's a rap song <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's right. No. Different kind of spray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to spray that on you. No, don't do that. Roll you up on your block. Yeah, the sun won't bother you anymore, though, if you no. get sprayed. Yeah, yeah. When you get the lid closed, you're not worried about skin cancer anymore. <laughs> no. Well, the aerosol spray, I wouldn't recommend doing that on your face. Because if there is risk of it causing carcinogens. There has been some of those theories. In the so when you're huffing sunscreen, wait, that's wait, a bad wait, idea. Say that again. Don't do the aerosol on your face. I don't recommend Like it, I no. did multiple times <laughs> this weekend alone. Does it not burn? Uh, not as bad as the sun, but. No. He wasn't able to breathe for about three or four I, minutes. I just hold my breath and when the cloud is you thin. You need to take one of these blue lizard sticks. Okay. And your face will be iridescent white for a couple of hours, but at least you won't get sunburn. You look like one of the guys on Side Out. You remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Beach volleyball. 80s throw back there. Yeah, nice. But again, look at the back, the active ingredient. This is just pure zinc. So So aerosol on the face is not good. I mean, it's just not good to breathe. breathe in. Okay, yeah. but if you hold your breath, you're yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't breathe it in. It's kind of like if you drive through Chernobyl, hold your breath. Hold your breath. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that stops the radiation, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Tracy, before we transition, I want to thank you. 
because you've joined us today, you've given, you've given, you've given a lot of great information. You may save somebody from getting melanoma today. You'll never know. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. So that's good, but you got to stick around. It's a hard follow-up from Rebecca last week. She, she was very, solid goal. Yeah, she was solid. Yeah, throwing Tracy a curveball here. She's not expecting Uh-oh. this, but anyway, what a great, godly Christian woman. Absolutely. Both of our friends, I'm sorry, both of our wives are blessed to call her friend. I mean, you were blessed to call her friend too. Her and her husband, sweet girls, love their whole family. And uh, she just goes a lot of out of her way to help people. So. She killed a wart for me. This is uh, where This is where it used to be. So Tracy one time went in there and put the what you, what's the freezing stuff called? Liquid nitrogen. She liquid nitrogened it to death. Well, no, I said, no do you want it gone or do you want it gone? And you said, and I want it gone. You you really no recollection. Um, yeah, yeah, I passed out, but the wart was gone. <laughs> a couple of weeks ever anyway. But yeah, Tracy, seriously, thanks a lot. We appreciate it, but you've got to stick around. All right, let's shift gears and head to our sports time. Brad, take it away. You got some great news for us. Yeah, we just uh, completed uh, our sectional track meet out at Lincoln, Alabama. It's five A section three, and if there is an SEC to the track, like SEC football, I feel like we were in it, man. What a ton of speed. You've seen the speed on Friday nights if you came to the football games, Carver, Pleasant Grove, Ramsey. Uh, So just phenomenal athletes. But we've had five automatic qualifiers that are in the uh, state championship track meet down in Gulf Shores next week. Uh, So we've got Hannah Ream. She will be in for for javelin. Mallory Dial, she's in for the three jumps, high jump, triple jump, long jump. Uh, Defending state champion Lynette St. John, she's going back for the hurdles, 100, 300, and javelin. Wow. And we've got a couple boys in there. We've got uh, Ashton Hicks. He will be throwing the javelin. And also Keegan Moat. He's in for high jump as well. And we've got some kids that are kind of on the, the bubble right now, uh, waiting on to see if they get a wild card. So right now we've got five. We could have ended up with as many as, as 12. But solid. It's just a. Um, it's kind of a frustrating time waiting for all the results to get posted. You, you kind of go in and do your own calculations, comparing times and results, but you never feel confident telling a parent, hey, you got to get a place at the, the beach until you see the official heat sheets posted. So, But, yeah, uh, good good weekend, uh, good track meet. A lot of kids got uh, personal records. Uh, PR time. Yes, that's right. Uh, so they had good strong showing and then – uh, also, in another sport, uh, we had some girls do pretty well. Uh, the the girls' golf team won the county championship. Congratulations, ladies. Right. Let's make one more transition real quick. I think I mentioned this in the beginning. I may not have. So this is time for our real estate moment. We're going to put Ryan Love's picture. So Ryan Love with white real estate. We're going to put his picture up here. He was back. Uh, he was one of the people of Hayden many weeks ago. If you didn't check out that, he gave a lot of great information for anybody buying or selling a house, but he backed by popular demand. He's going to give us a real estate moment. So we'll put his picture up there and this will be Ryan loves recording, giving you the latest from our local real estate market. Hello, this is Ryan love realtor with white real estate here in Hayden, Alabama. Checking in to give a local market update uh, for Hayden uh, and our local areas. Um, For this update, I did a a specific search area that's important to us on this podcast. Um, I pulled data for zip codes 35180 and 35079, uh, Blunt County only. 
So what that does is it eliminates uh, those properties that are in 35180 uh, that are located in North Jefferson County. So the dates that I pulled with that local data were from 331.23 through 429.23. During that time, there were 21 sales recorded on the MLS, the Multiple Listing Service, the uh, lowest uh, sale price was 40000 The highest sale price was around 315000 With the 21 sales that I found on the MLS today, we had 10 sales that sold for less than asking price. We had 7 sales that sold within a couple of $100 from the asking price of the seller. And then we had 4 that sold more than asking price. What what does that tell us about the market? A uh, common question we always hear, is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? And that's a lot of times, you know, people want to know that so they can kind of try to make a decision. Well, I looked at each one of these 21 sales closely to try to help determine that because it's hard to paint with a broad brush with the statistics here because some of the ones that sold for less than asking price um, were overpriced to start with. And so that that's a factor in those 10 that were sold. So let's circle back. Is this a buyer's market or a seller's market? The big fact that is still true since our last update on the podcast is we have a very low inventory in our local market. That means we have very few houses that are for sale uh, compared to other times in the market. Um, right now, I would say that the buyers and sellers market, it's still competing. It's still pretty even. If you want to sell your house, if it is priced correctly, uh, it'll go under contract pretty quickly. Not one day, but fairly quickly. Um, so that's great. You can sell your house right now in this market. Uh, the flip of that is you need to have a place picked out or already know what house you're going to buy or where you're going to move because the low inventory may put you in a position where it's hard to find that home that you want. So we, I, right now in this market, the buyers and sellers are kind of fighting for ground, right? We have people that are putting their house on the market and getting it under contract pretty quickly. So that sounds very positive for the sellers. But we also have seven houses that sold for asking price and four houses that sold um, for more than asking price. Um, so that looks like, you know, a great situation for the sellers. But on the buyer's side, we had 10 homes here that were sold for less than ask. So there is time to negotiate. There is time to look at the home. Still not a ton of time but there is time to look for the buyers. We see people um, giving concessions or helping pay for closing now more than we ever did before when the market was crazy. So uh, I still believe that the buyers and sellers are kind of competing. The market has not completely flipped, you know, to a buyer's market like some people may think. The big thing to note here is that there's a low inventory and there are enough buyers, you know, to fulfill all the homes that come up for sale. There's not a lot of old inventory that is not priced correctly. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about today on this update is the rates. The rates have not changed a whole bunch. 
So the people that are out there buying are getting comfortable with the rates. Now that doesn't mean they're happy with the rates, but they are getting comfortable with the rates. So just to review, on the MLS, 21 houses sold um, from March 31st through April 29th, a very recent period. Now, as you guys all know, houses sell off the market all the time. As you're listening to this podcast, you may be thinking, well, I know so-and-so sold their house and it was never on the internet. Well, that's not included. The data that I'm looking at here is data that's recorded on the MLS. I am also aware of at least one property that sold that I was involved with that was not on the MLS in this 30-day period. So those statistics are out there as well. Hopefully this update will help people kind of dial into what's going on. You've got an idea of what properties are doing, and it's kind of a little bit across the board still. But just just to review, it's always important to have a good real estate agent, realtor on your side when trying to make decisions in real estate. And any of our agents at White Real Estate, and myself included, Ryan Love, would be happy to help you. And if you need help, you can reach me at 205-873-3086. Ryan Love with White, White Real Estate. Thanks. Thank you, Ryan Love, for that real estate update. And now that transitions to the final portion of our show, which is the dad joke portion. It's become a a fun time. We like to end the show with this. So we'll just, as usual, we'll go down the line. But the object is, is not to smile, not to laugh. We'll see how well we do this week. And I'll lead off. Let me. I'm feeling good this time. You feeling good about it? This point, the last couple of times I was already laughing. All right. How many preachers does it take to operate a computer? It's a legit question. Mm. Oh, are we ready? <laughs> right. <clears throat> I saw a thousand-year-old oil stain. It was from ancient Greece. <laughs> Did you know that Jesus drove a car? He said they were all in one accord. <laughs> nice. I've already lost again. I, you're, said, yeah, you're, I said I'm solid. You're 0 and 2. I know. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies. Mm. <laughs> Supplies. Why did the scarecrow get an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. How long did Cain dislike his brother? As long as he was able. <laughs> How does the moon cut its hair? Eclipse it. What did the cannibal choose as his last meal? Five guys. <laughs> I was going to say a can of fava beans and a nice candy. <laughs> Why did the bicycle fall over? Because Joe Biden was on it. Mm. Close. It was too tired. Can't read my own writing. I should have been a doctor. Oh, there we go. That's my eyes. What does a sprinter eat before the race? Nothing. He fast. What kind of noise does a witch's vehicle make? Broom, broom. <laughs> Where do polar bears keep their money? Snowbank. What's the best thing about Switzerland? 
I don't know, but the flag is a real plus. <laughs> Did you hear that I'm reading a book about anti-gravity? It's impossible to put down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a well-balanced horse? Stable. Did you get a haircut? No, I got them all. What? <laughs> what? That's just the way I read it. <laughs> did, did you it's get a, a haircut? It's a, I know. I'm, it's like uh, you're interviewing yourself. I know. <laughs> did you get a haircut? Hang on. Let's, let's go back and get all grammatically correct. Someone asked me if I got a haircut. I said, no, I got them all. <laughs> so I just read it the way it was written. I mean, it was, a, I mean, it, it was better. It was yeah. probably better that way. I liked it. I Thanks. Liked it. Uh, the, the preacher with the red pen. Uh <laughs> I mean, I just, it was just, I had two marks on that. And you got 85. I mean, is that pretty good? That's 90. 90. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, in the new, in the that new grading the rough, system. That was the rough draft. I got so. you. Well, it's been a lot of fun again. Hang on. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Well, he's going to load we up. We got a again. roofer in the room. So, well, <laughs> what? he's not a roofer. He's a, he just owns, yeah, he roof, owns a roofing company. He owns a roofing company. That's right. He was our first sponsor. That's right. Those elitist. Yeah. All right. I lost 25% of my roof last night. Oof. <laughs> wow. wow. That was terrible. That was so bad. Oof. Mm. Well, 25% of roof is gone. The R is gone. The so you R got, is oof. I got it. It was the delivery was so poor it made it funny. Oh, my gosh. It was, that's what... Well, I mean, you, you just straight up just almost slandered me to get to stop the show. So I, I owe you something. Oof. Oof. That's what I said when you said the joke. Oof. Woof. You know? Woof. Woof. All right. Well, that's it. And that's going to be it for the dad jokes. Evidently, it's going nowhere. No, it is going. This is probably the best one. Yeah. Viral video. All right. So that's episode 15. It's a wrap. Tracy, thank you for all the wonderful information. Brad, thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks <And> for <laughs> Thanks for sitting Thanks over there for again. Thanks the wall. You're yeah. welcome. All right. Well, if you, uh, again, we're on YouTube, all podcast platforms. We really appreciate everybody that watches every week. And it looks like we'll do it again next week, episode 16. We have Darian Craig, who owns, or part owner of Y'all Sweet Tea. He's going to be bringing us that entrepreneurship. How did he get there? How did he start that company? And all those. So it's going to be, I think, a very informative episode and I'm, I'm just, i seriously doubt that he'll be able to keep fishing out of his mouth he's a big fisherman man dude. that dude loves to fish that's, that's how right. i met him early on he was just a young buck making his way so anyway that's uh so there's the teaser for episode 16 again thank you guys we'll see you next time